0: Welcome to Working Gratitude Real People, Real Gratitude at Work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Accountability Officer at Odonata Coaching and Consulting. The Working Gratitude podcast was launched in 2012 to stimulate dialogue and conversation about research based best practices of gratitude in the workplace and ways that gratefulness is expressed via philanthropy. These brief interviews with successful leaders from a variety of professional environments will encourage and inspire you and give you ideas about how you can start working gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining our conversation today. Before I introduce my guest, I wanted to thank all of you who are subscribed and listening regularly. And ask that if you are a new listener, please do subscribe and rate us and leave comments about how working gratitude is inspiring you. My guest today is Eric Severson. He is a 25-year human resources veteran and since 2017 has served as chief people officer for DaVita, a leading provider of kidney care in the United States, delivering dialysis services across 2,500 facilities with 57,000 teammates. I am going to let Eric tell you more about all of the work that he has to do at DaVita and some of the things that he's already accomplished there. Prior to DaVita, Eric served as the co-CHRO, that's Chief Human Resource Officer at Gap, Inc. This was where I got acquainted with him. The talent innovations that Eric led there over his 15 years at Gap, Inc. include the largest implementation of the results-only work environment, ROW, in the world. The first publication of gender pay statistics by a Fortune 500 corporation and the first performance management system based on mindset psychology and neuroplasticity. I have to thank Eric for the positivity boot camp that came from that work because I have used that in my life and with my clients to serve individual clients and organizations. In 2014, Eric was appointed to a two-year term on the National Advisory Council on Innovation and Entrepreneurship. He is a director of the Board of Human Resources, People and Strategy, the executive arm of the Society of Human Resources Management. He's a member of the Board of Advisors for UC Colorado, business school, and he holds a BA in English from Penn State, as well as a master's in English from Arizona State. Eric, thank you for joining me today on Working Gratitude. It's a pleasure to reconnect with you, and I'm looking forward to our listeners hearing your perspective about gratitude. I want them to know a little bit more about your current role at DaVita. So could you help us know more about what you're doing now?
2: Sure, Darren. I'd be happy to. So I'm the chief People Officer. Vita, which is a Fortune 200 healthcare organization that focuses on delivering life-giving dialysis treatments for several hundred thousand patients across the U.S. and in twelve other countries outside the U.S. So, my job really is is about leading the people part of the business and helping us strategize ways to attract, retain, develop talent at the same time as we're offering our teammates the opportunity to learn and grow and build skills that can be valuable to them both in performing their job as caregivers for our patients, but also in all aspects of their life as parents, spouses, community members, etc.
1: You know, your work, I think you carry some core values with you wherever you go, because I know that the integrated life or the blended life is something that you inspired in our work together when I was exposed to your work at Gap Inc., and... I hear that in what I see you doing there at Devita. So, uh, kudos to you for for really caring for the whole person. Um, and I heard recently, I think you did didn't you do an interview recently with Mike Robbins uh, about your work at Devita? I did. Yeah, that was a great podcast, and I encourage our listeners to look up uh, Mike's podcast and Eric's conversation with him, ours today, will be a little bit different than that. And I know you, I, another thing that I think you brought, and I think that will feed into this conversation, Eric, is, is uh, in the Bay Area when we were there, um, though both of us have moved on, innovation is so frequently thought of as technology. And I think what you brought to my experience with you and what it sounds like you're bringing to Davida is innovation in the people space. And that's exciting. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear about that. So as we start our conversation about working gratitude, Eric, I want you to share with our listeners something that you're grateful for at work today. Well,
2: how much time do you have? Because I think there's a lot. Maybe I'd start with just the fact that I'm grateful to have the opportunity to fulfill my own potential and my own life's purpose, which is to help other people reach their full potential at work. I found this profession of people services or human resources almost 30 years ago, and it was a blessing to me because I grew up teaching little kids how to ride horses and then subsequently teaching English at Arizona State University and found great joy in being able to help other people learn how to do something that help them achieve their life goals and better themselves. And in business, that's translated into the human resources role where my job, as I see it, is to help create a virtuous cycle inside a business, one in which you are developing people, talent to help the business meet its mission, whether it's treating patients or selling product at the same time that you're teaching people skills that can be translated to other parts of their lives. That's how I see the work. I, I see it as a virtuous cycle. So my gratitude is that I have the opportunity to have a job that for me is so personally fulfilling while I'm actually helping other people find their own fulfillment. And I would say related to that is my gratitude that I'm able to do all of this while being an outman and having a public leadership role like I do, that I'm able to live in a time where, at least in the state that I live and work in, uh, I am able to have this role and have job protection. I know that there are people in 29 other states who don't based on a sexual orientation. So I feel particularly grateful to be able to fulfill my purpose of my life mission without restriction.
1: Wonderful. I, I wanted to do a shout out to you and thank you. In fact, for some of that living your truth openly and publicly, both in our previous work together, but also in your service. And we'll talk some more about your uh, commitment to community service, wherever you are locally, regionally, or nationally. Uh, And when you did that focus group with me uh, in one of my previous roles, it meant a lot to have a leader at your level at the table talking about how LGBT families approach their personal philanthropy. And so uh, a significant inspiration you have and continue to be, Uh, Eric, and I am grateful that we can share this with our listeners during Pride Month, actually. So uh, thank you for for. Giving us that, I know also that you have a, a professional commitment to gratitude and a personal commitment. Uh, would you mind maybe sharing that with our listeners to show that them that you can translate this gratitude at work and working gratitude to your personal experience?
2: Sure so to me, gratitude is related to the idea of the, the virtuous cycle which informs all parts of my life including giving back to the community and philanthropy. So the way I think about it is, is this, that like all cycles in life and all parts of nature and the universe, things that are sustainable are those where there's synergy, where you give and receive at the same time. So the way I think about how philanthropy and community giving fit into my career is that, When I volunteer for something, it's a way for me to give to another organization, a nonprofit organization, what's been given to me. And I'm referring to skills-based volunteering. And and I've chosen over the last 15 to 20 years to focus on board service above all else because it's been a way that I'm able to leverage the nearly 30 years of development that – corporations have generously invested in me and gift that to a nonprofit organization that often doesn't have the financial means to be able to purchase that business expertise. So for example, I was on the board of the Felton Institute in San Francisco for 15 years before I retired recently. And during that time, I would estimate that I was able to gift to them millions of dollars of in-kind donation in the form of consulting my own, my own connections, consulting firms, I was able to connect them with, et cetera, stuff they couldn't have afforded on, on their own. And so that's what I was able to give to them in exchange. I received not only the gratification of knowing that I was helping them in their mission, which was really important. It was many things, but included remediation of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And what I received in return, in addition to the gratification, was career development as well. So I received, in a concentrated amount of time, a lot of experience that Directly benefited my career and my business career because, as a board member, you're actually supervising the CEO of the nonprofit and you're addressing critical enterprise wide issues like dealing with the media and budgeting, et cetera. And so, I got back really essential experience in managing an organization at the top level that it took me years to get inside the corporation. So, I think. And my other my other opportunities have been similar. I'm currently on the advisory board of the Lotta Cool Art Foundation in Denver, and the board the advisory board of the University of Colorado Business School in Denver. And in both of those, I'm able to give back in similar ways my many years of business experience, and receive in return both fulfillment in giving and valuable experience that benefits me on the business side. So when I'm coaching or mentoring teammates about how to develop themselves, I often recommend a nonprofit board service or other volunteerism as a way to both give and receive at the same time.
1: I love that. Uh, a re- reciprocal benefit because I think that the research shows that gratitude expressed is also it's good for the giver and the receiver and you've you've articulated that very very clearly, and I know that uh, when i'm working with clients in a similar way really to help their boards understand that if they're missing the HR or the coaching component, um, that's one of those services. I don't bring the HR component, but the, the coaching and the fundraising consultative component that they may not be able to invest in. Board members can find other talent at the board level to help fulfill those needs. And I've seen you do that in the organizations that you serve. And I think that your mentoring and coaching um internally with with people that you work with, uh, that, that may be something that you don't even realize how much that impacts people. Uh, to see leadership level people taking their work very seriously, making an impact for the corporation, but then really with a sincere commitment, a personal commitment to express gratitude in the community. And I think you, you help You articulated that well, and I see it uh, uh, evidenced in your life. You know, we didn't get to talk about yet, but quickly, I want to just give our listeners a perspective from you of something that you've faced as a challenge in your work. It may be in your current role, early in your career, but anything that you've faced in your career that's been a challenge that you may not have been able to look at it with a lens of gratitude while you were experiencing it, but afterwards, can you find the learning from something or the gratitude in something, and you now can take that with you and and move you forward in your career?
2: Uh, many examples. And so <laughs> I will focus on one that was from earlier in my career that I think may resonate with many people. And there was a point in my career when I had a boss I had trouble connecting with. And the way that this leader managed me led to a lot of stress and it manifested as uh, anxiety for me and fear even things like you know my palms constantly sweating not being able to sleep etc and it happened at a time in my life when there were other personal difficulties my spouse had a heart attack my father got malignant melanoma i got melanoma, a bunch of other stuff. And I was really stressed out. It was one of the most difficult points in my career emotionally for me. And at the time I thought, gosh, how am I going to get through all of this? In hindsight, as I look back upon it, I am grateful to those experiences and particularly to that leader. And I've actually thanked that leader many times as part of an Appreciation and gratitude ritual that I perform every day, where I recite for my spouse three things that I'm grateful for from that day, and he does the same. And the reason I have thanked this leader so many times is that that experience where the leader really pushed me out of my comfort zone and made me incredibly uncomfortable actually catalyzed a self-awareness and personal development journey for me that has lasted the last fifteen years and will continue probably for the rest of my life, where I really immerse myself in understanding, you know, what was my role in contributing to our difficulties? Uh, how do I deal differently with in the future with someone I am not getting along with at work or elsewhere in my life? And more importantly, just delving into many of the personal challenges and issues that I probably brought with me throughout my whole life and included things for me like going to therapy, reading a lot of science about personal development and psychology, et cetera. And that not only made me a better person and I think a better spouse and probably, you know, a better child and sibling, but absolutely helped fuel my career because one of the things that's been clear to me in my professional life is that self-aware leaders who embrace a growth mindset and are continually working on making themselves better are the great leaders we all work with. They're the leaders we look up to. Uh, They're the leaders we revere on holidays, et cetera. And I aspire to be one of those leaders. And so I think this is what, you know, in psycho- psychological terms is often called cognitive reframing. Mm-hmm. It's really the essence of gratitude. It's being able to look at any circumstance and say whether I wanted it or didn't want it, you know, whether it was joyful or contrasting, how can I leverage that experience to learn and grow and become a happier person?
1: Fantastic. I, I think As you've said, you have lists of things that you are grateful for and lists of things that you have learned from so we could continue our conversation for a long time. But in respect to our listeners' time, I want to thank you again for joining me today and thank our listeners for inquiring with us about how gratitude at work makes an impact not only in your professional life, but in your personal life. So thanks again for joining us today, Eric.
2: Well, Darren, I'm grateful for the opportunity.
0: Darren Hollingsworth has had a thriving career as a financial advisor, sales professional, senior fundraising professional, and nonprofit executive. Now, via business, success, and philanthropy coaching, Darren is passionate about helping successful executives realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps business and nonprofit leaders find and confirm their passion, their inspiration, and motivation. This is accomplished through collaborative work based on gratitude, experience, encouragement, and accountability. As Darren says, surviving is not enough, thriving is the goal. Additionally, Darren works with businesses, nonprofit organizations, and boards of directors to create new possibilities for transformational customer and donor relationships, organizational strategic visioning and governance, as well as continuity and succession planning. Via collaboration and consulting, Darren engages with clients to empower them to build upon strengths and face challenges with confidence and expertise. To hear more Working Gratitude and for information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odinata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website odinatacoaching.com or visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Odinata Coaching or search wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odinata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved.